0: Welcome to episode four of the 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. I'm Pat Sharp here with my wonderful co-host. Robbie. And Carson. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Uh, Recording this on a Monday. A lot to talk about today. A lot of different things kind of going on this weekend, this past weekend. Noticed some triggers that were going on, some cravings. Not only with me, um, but within our circle, our our close community of sober people that the three of us interact with, are we're all probably between sixty and one hundred and fifty days of sobriety. Uh, with some of our group texts we have going on, there there was there was a lot of text flying around um, where people were were having cravings, asking for advice, asking for prayers to help get through them. So figure today we're going to talk about that and see if we can kind of figure out why that's going on i think i have an idea of why and, and possibly some solutions and some coping tools to go with that also want to follow up with carson as he just got back from a trip this weekend in the mountains we'll talk about that i have a trip coming up where i'm flying up to new hampshire in two days from now doing five days up there for a friend's wedding want to chat about that And just kind of getting some real talk about how we're feeling right now. I'm at 102 days sober. Carson, you're 71? 70 days today. Awesome. Robbie, you're what, 134? Close to 140, maybe like 136 or something 136, okay. So kind of hopefully talking about some relevant stuff to our listeners because I think I kind of have a a reason or know why all of a sudden in our close circle is – People are talking about cravings and triggers and i'll discuss that a little bit as well and so but to kick things off carson how was the trip up to the mountains man i know you're excited and looking forward to it did you have any trouble with any triggers or everything good to go yeah absolutely first i'd like to start and congratulate
1: you pat for your 100 days. Triple digits. It's a huge milestone. Yeah, triple digits on
0: Saturday. It's pretty awesome.
1: Very proud of you. I know that that feels good. And it it wasn't easy to get there, but you did it. So we're all very proud of you. So we went over to, as Pat said, to Asheville. uh, And we had a house. It was actually just outside of Asheville, about 45 minutes to an hour in Western uh, North Carolina. Got us a little mountain house. We had 12 of us going to celebrate one of my best friend's 30th birthday. Had an absolute blast. But going into that trip, historically speaking, that is my time to shine. Uh, Being around all of our friends, especially when we get older, uh, we don't have as much time to see each other. We lead very busy lives. So that is when I break out, I'm in my element, and a lot of drinking is involved. I was overwhelmed with the the, the support that my friends showed me. About 75% of them already knew going into this trip that – I had become sober just recently. Um, my wife and I talked it over. She you know, made sure that this was going to be okay for me, the triggers weren't going to be too strong, and I was going to be comfortable with that. So we did decide that this was a good group, that we trusted everybody, and that we were going to be able to have a good time despite not drinking. Uh, what- but I was...
0: Was this your first trip that you've taken since you've entered sobriety? Good question.
1: Yes, this is the first trip um, up until. So I'm on day 70 today. And so over the last two plus months, it has been a very, very uh, structured, uh, you know, day to day uh, work, outpatient, uh, chores, errands. Nothing really exciting has been going on. This podcast. This podcast. Well, obviously, this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we've been, you know, we've been very busy. So this was our first time to really let loose since I've started this journey. So first trip, and this was the first, I would say, major test that I've had. Um, but as as I said, very overwhelmed with the support that I received uh, from my friends and the inclusivity that they showed me, despite not drinking. You know, I told the rest of the group, sat them down when I got there because I didn't have a beer in my hand, and you know, initially that was. Whatever, but they noticed. You know, Carson normally has a beer in his hand or a glass of wine within the first couple of hours, and they did ask me. And so I sat them down just briefly, gave them the rundown on why I was doing this, and amazing feedback. I wouldn't have expected anything less. But we had an absolute blast, and I and I'm not exaggerating when I say, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's a, a good point you just brought up. If you're newly sober or you know in sobriety, and you're telling people for the first time that you're Um, not drinking anymore, and they're anything less than supportive, then you need to remove those people Mm -hmm. from your lives. Because, or anybody that's trying to egg you on. I mean, people in your life should be very supportive of this journey that you're on because you're trying to better yourself. So anybody out there is listening, you know, and you have that conversation with people for the first time, and they're not 100% supportive, you need to cut them out of your lives. You know, that's something that I find very important is, and, and this is going to be a future episode coming up, but kind of cleaning house and and kind of getting rid of those types of people. But sorry, I just wanted to mention that real quick, that make sure the people around you are very supportive.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I, I'm very proud of the, the people that I've surrounded myself with, and I'm very happy that they are not those guys that I need to cut out of my life because that would have been a tough decision but a necessary decision. So going forward, you know, I think that or I know that we are none of our relationships are going to be tainted in any way shape or form Um, they're going to honestly maybe even be stronger because the foundation is not going to be alcohol because 70% I would say of our relationships have turned into that because like I said we see each other so rarely the immediate you know the the go-to is to drink Uh, we all want to let loose we all want to have a good time but being able to to do that sober is a whole other level so we had a great time it actually sparked really good conversation and went from you know the addiction that i was dealing with with the drinking to overall health and we talked about you know how we're all trying to better ourselves whether it be exercise whether it be you know the the you know w- the food that we put into our bodies you know i have a good friend of mine who recently has cut out soda and he he i mean absolutely loved it five six sodas a day and although that is not necessarily as detrimental to you as the amount of alcohol i was putting into my body it's still something to be said that he's working hard on himself and i was very proud of him uh, i was very proud of him and very proud to hear that he is taking those steps as well but all it to say not to belabor on this but we had a phenomenal time it was one of the best trips that i've had in a long time and i and i don't say that just because we're on this podcast i truly mean that from the bottom of my heart uh we all connected we had many, many laughs, I lost my voice from laughing so hard and and just shooting the shit with all my friends. We were up later hours of the night. I actually think I lasted longer because I was not drinking and, and passing out around twelve. you know we were up till three, just talking, sitting in the hot tub, just having all kinds of laughs, sharing stories, and talking about life and they were very you know they were very inclusive as I mentioned you know as silly as this sounds. They all took, you know, a round of shots numerous times, you know, cheers to, to David, who was the one turning 30. So a, a very, very, you know, over the moon that that they included me, that they have not in any way, shape or form tried to push alcohol on me just to have a better time. I had a couple buddies, you know, they asked me, hey, you know, do you like seltzers, you know, bubblies, whatever you want to call them in? and they brought me some of those and i was able to you know sip on that while we were hanging out we played drinking games with I've, our seltzer waters i've never heard bubbles before I'm bubbly. am seltzer that's, water. that's what people say you it's want a called, bubbly <laughs> it's,
2: it's called fuzzy water fuzzy I've water always just called it seltzer water well
1: me too but or soda know, water folks out there do it so i don't know interesting so if you call it the you more call bubbly, you know the more you know <laughs> yeah so you know sipping on that playing drinking games with that and it didn't it didn't make any difference to me other than not catching a buzz because the the camaraderie was still there we had the excitement
0: yeah and real quick too like you're saying you're playing games and, and the excitement stuff carson can do that um he feels comfortable with it but know your limits and know how comfortable you are with that not everybody can do that you know so know yourself and know how you would respond in those situations to where you know his wife's with him so he has the accountability he has a support system around him where he can do something like that but you know, if you're in that kind of situation, kind of just know yourself and know your body and know your mind before you do something like that. Yeah, no,
1: know your limits. I'm glad you brought that up because I I was, I was, did think about it a little bit, and, and I, I was completely fine, but that might not be the case for you, and that's okay. You know, you might need to make a decision to not go altogether. You might need to make a decision maybe to – you know, walk outside or go for a hike or do something different while your friends are doing what they're doing. Because I know that, you know, you can they can show you support, but at the same time, you know, they're still going to want to do what they want to do, and that's okay. But for me, I was okay with doing that, and so we did that. They, um, as silly as this sounds, you know, they included me even in a round of shots, and and it honestly was heartwarming because they all poured. You know, they were passing around the the pink Whitney doing a shot to david he uh, he's my friend that that was turned to 30 and he said carson get over here and i was like i kind of gave him a look like what are you doing and he, he had poured me a little shot of gatorade and it was funny because we took our shot together mine was gatorade we had laughs and i was still a part of that i still shared in the so-called communion that taking shots with your friends consists of it and is and so that was really neat and it, and it really was just touching that they are still doing what they can to have me just as much a part of the trip as everybody else, despite me not drinking. And I had an absolute blast as mentioned. So, you know, that was really great. And, and just as Pat mentioned a second ago, just surround yourself with people like that, that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not drinking or smoking or using whatever you used to, as long as you can have the same amount of fun, uh, and be around the same people. It's really not gonna change things. And I walked away from this weekend inc- incredibly grateful, excited for what's to come, and happy that you know things aren't really changing that much. And my wife said something really touching after, you know, we were on our way home and and if you know Jamie at all, she likes to have fun, but she kind of rec- she's a little reclusive at times, and I found something out this weekend uh, that was that is kind of a major reason why she said Carson you know the reason why I was much more involved in the games and in and, and the conversation was because a lot of times I was kind of sitting back watching you and I was worried about you drinking too much I was worried about what you were going to do next and I was always on edge so I really didn't have that room to be able to let loose and have fun Whereas this time, I wasn't worried about you. You were having a great time.
0: Yeah, and of course, you didn't notice that when you're in you're no active clue. drinking because you were so consumed by the alcohol mm-hmm. that you didn't care. And we become very selfish when we are yeah. drinking because you just don't give a shit about anybody else except the booze that's going in your body. Exactly.
1: I, I had no clue to until yesterday that that was wearing on her, even in those types of situations. So that was really eye-opening for me. And, uh, and it was because I remember sitting back watching her do her thing. And, you know, I kind of taking a break. I was actually smoking a cigar outside, just taking in the beautiful views. I mean, I, we had an incredible view from our mountain house. And I looked inside and she was just having the, the time of her life. They were playing a board game and laughing and, and, and just, you know, getting all competitive. And just and, and it, was really, it was really sweet to watch her really having fun. And I did not realize that it was because she, I was getting in the way of that time and time again. And this time I wasn't. And so we both were able to really have, you know, a nice relaxing time with our friends and alcohol was not needed. So I hope that encourages, you know, you guys listening to understand that, you know, if you are surrounded by the right people and you go in with the right mindset, that alcohol or whatever drug that you typically use, um, it's not... It's not a a necessity and it's not a requirement in order to have a good time. I had to rethink – I had to re-approach this and and relearn how to have a good time without alcohol and it was not hard. So trip was great. We are – we're back at it and I'm nice and relaxed and I do not have a hangover. I repeat, I do not have a hangover. So we are feeling good. I was productive today and typical Mondays after a trip. I'm done. Uh, you're not getting anything out of me. So, uh, we're we're very excited, and and you know, like I said, to what's to, you know for what's to come, it's it's all it's all
0: good stuff here. Carson, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a a good time, and you're able to, you know, that's one thing I, people need to realize too is you can have just as much fun if well, I'm going to say you can have a lot more fun being sober because you remember what happens.
1: Oh yeah, I. It's funny. I mean, I'm not saying that my friends forgot everything that happened, but there were a couple times where, you know, maybe there was a little bit of a fog, and they'd come to me and be like, "Yeah, that, you know, this and that happened." I'm like, "Yeah, no, here's the actual story because I was there and I can recount everything that that occurred, and it's nice being able to have your memory back."
0: For sure, Robbie. How was your weekend? I know you're spending some time with your girlfriend this weekend. I know you guys both went to rehab at the same time, and you guys were apart for a while, and you guys are being careful. I, I don't know if that's the right word to say, but you guys are taking things slow, getting back together now.
2: Yeah, um, so I had a really good time this weekend. Um, so, you know, being in early recovery, it's very easy to become codependent. You know, really, and your addictions just change. I think having that time apart was was great for us to focus on ourselves and you know to sort of build up our own uh, self sufficiency. You know, and, and determine what it is that we like. Or say so, the things that I liked. I knew what I liked beforehand, but it's sort of like prioritizing hobbies for me. That's like making music watching soccer,
1: Liverpool. What are some of the things that you guys like to do together now? I mean I'm sure maybe in the past you probably have gone for beers or something along that nature. What is kind of your go to for like a little date night or just hanging out?
2: Yeah, well you see actually funny thing is we met in recovery when we we're both sober for a minute. So we were kind of in a place where the idea of drinking, like if one person drink, you know it was like not good. essentially we wouldn't try and like egg the other person on if a relapse happened because you know at least for both me and for her uh when we relapse it's like devastating kind of because we know you know at this point that we're both addicts um but uh, what we like to do is we like to go out to the greenways in charlotte a bunch of really nice greenways was it last week we went to a reptile store that was that was badass well, I got a dog now, so I adopted a dog. So we're kind of like co-parenting that dog.
0: Yeah, and tell everybody the dog's awesome, and you rescued it, and it has half a lip. Like, what's the entire story with this with this dog? Because wasn't it like part of the uh, the police had it at one point or something no, crazy? Yeah, so.
2: um this dog was in the Charlotte like animal shelter for some crazy long amount of time, and uh, I think in part because she can't be with other dogs, and on top of that, she's missing like half her lip because they don't know if she had cleft lip or if she got in like a fight. But um, and she's eight years old, so uh, I was like interested in dogs, and I wanted one that wasn't like too high energy since i'm at work a lot i needed something that's okay with being a homebody so i, I saw this one and i was like oh that little cleft cleft nose lip thing that, that's adorable so i adopted it and next thing you know i you know i get this message from the charlotte observer and this lady's like oh you know i, I wrote a i wrote a story on persephone that's a dog's name last week you know can i do a follow-up with you i was like what did you like, even know about
0: the story that she wrote before you got the dog yeah
2: no i didn't realize i inherited a famous dog the dog has like tiktok videos from her foster foster parent and have like ten thousand views and stuff like that and i was like oh man and then i, I just got a message today from the weather channel because some lady did a report on her and she wants wants an interview as well so i'm like start a podcast get interviews it's like i'm i'm on the road to fame now
0: well you know what's kind of cool as i was thinking you know this dog's got the cleft lip because it got into a fight you know it's eight years old it was in foster forever and now it's got a brand new life just like we all have brand new lives in sobriety and i you know i always think things happen for a reason and for some reason I think this dog came into your life at the right time that you found it and that you guys found each other because if you think about it you guys are both starting this new journey together so hopefully you know that dog will bring you some peace and, and serenity moving forward I'm sure it will and and that's awesome that you can with the Charlotte Observer and the Weather Channel and uh, make sure you mention our podcast when you're talking to those people as well <laughs> I are can you, do that <laughs> are you guys think what I'm thinking
1: what we have a mascot Ooh, i Ooh. do like that
2: that would actually be a good mascot she's now, pretty cute
1: yeah she, we have our official
0: mascot and my dog tucker might get pissed about that but no, that's we're, all right we're not i'll gonna, explain it to we're him. not going
1: to tell tucker i'm not going to tell my three cats meatball tim briggins <laughs> and ducky that we're just going to leave them out of this we can we can have multiple mascots okay. well we got five now so okay. that's good and also we are lining up a multitude of interviews so i'm thinking we get her in on one we can get her to talk about her experience as well Persephone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, she's. A, we'll add her to the list.
2: Yeah, she has a little lisp from her, uh, <laughs> that's
1: her okay. cleft lip, but that's hey. okay.
0: She'll do a great job. All right. We need to do a recording and just bring all, or I'll bring my dog, you bring your dog, and let them play together while yeah. we record sometime. And yeah. that would be fun for them. Because my dog's old, too. So they just probably just sit there and stare at each other and sniff each other, and that's about it. Yeah, but.
1: my cats will come and they'll try to knock, knock all the mics off. Oh, I'm just sure. give it a little
0: bop. I know my parents' cat, Larry, loves to knock everything over oh, everything nothing is safe yeah anyway so back to you know talking about alcohol so this weekend i played other day i played golf me and my dad went out we had a tea time at 12:10 uh, got there it was upper 80s low 90s which was actually it sounds really hot but it's been about 100 for 2 weeks here so it felt somewhat nice i guess and anyway so we're playing the course was super busy uh, we were waiting on every tea box took us four and a half five hours to get through that round you know i was hot got home had to chair a 12-step meeting at seven so i kind of rushed out the door and i just the cravings hit me so bad all i wanted to do was drink and i got to the meeting um about i got there about 30 minutes early and we do our meetings outside and i was the first one there and I just sat outside, and I had a 44 ounce Styrofoam cup with me, which I, if you know me, I have that with me everywhere, always. And a lot of times, because you know Carson was talking about his buddy who's trying to quit soda, I added soda uh, to replace alcohol. But I filled that up, I drank drank two of those full of water, and I felt better, a lot better actually. And one of the things we had kind of mentioned last episode about nutrition and about. You know, making sure you're keeping your blood sugar at a good range, um, that you don't go long periods of time without eating, that you don't get angry because then you're more susceptible to a re- relapse at that point. And that's, I think, what happened to me Saturday is I was tired, I was a little dehydrated, and I was hungry. And all I could think about was drinking. And so I drank some water and I ate a snack and sat down and just kind of rested for – 30 minutes before my meeting started, and I felt a ton better. And, you know, so that's something to kind of think about is if, you, if you're if you having a craving, why? Figure out the why and try to fix it. And at that meeting that I was chairing, I brought that up as a topic about triggers. And it, w- it was a small meeting, but most people brought something up about how they had recently had triggers. And, and one of the people there had brought up that at work, their work dynamics had changed this week to where somebody wasn't there that usually is and so this person was doing the job of two people and this person said that they had not had cravings in years and this week it was the first time they did and i told that story and this person it was like a light bulb went off and they're like that's why i had cravings because i was picking up these extra slack from work i was hungry i was tired you know i'm not used to doing that much work and that's what you know caused the cravings and so by me you know, telling my story, and she picked up on that, so now she'll know this week going in, okay, I need to just you know, talk to my boss or whatever that person needs to do so they're not as tired, make sure they have snacks, things like that, to avoid that. And so I think it's very important to kind of notice when you're having a craving or there's something that's triggering, figure out why. Try to break that down a little bit because then you can avoid those going forward. I really like
2: this little, uh, I'm looking at this little relapse kind of timeline thing, and it goes, trigger, thought, craving, use. And uh, I, I kind of like the way that it, it does that, kind of breaking it down, because, like, the trigger, I mean, it could it could be all sorts of things, you know, emotional triggers like death in the family, loss of job, butting heads with a coworker, that sort of stuff. Or it could also be, like, physical, like, Illness
0: which, you know, well goes hand in hand with part of what I think too is going on because in our tax groups there's been we've had a few people mention that they've been having problems with cravings lately and triggers. The last two weeks here it has been unbearably hot. It's been the upper nineties and low hundreds. And I don't think, I think that has messed with people a little bit. I don't think people are hydrating enough. I think that, that can cause physical conditions, you know, and also in the summer, we have 4th of July coming up. You know, you think back in your past, a lot of summer activities involve drinking. And so I think part of it is in the back of their head, they're used to it being hot out and them drinking. They're not drinking. The heat's causing a little bit of dehydration. You know, the heat can wear you out a little bit and your first thought is substance use. So we're going to split this up into two episodes. Uh, this is going to be the end of this one. Check us out on social media, Twitter, at Instagram, at Facebook, 12 ounces of sobriety. Uh I'm basically on all those. Email us questions. I'd love to do a question and answer to end each show. Just at least one or two questions that we have some discussion on Ta- or email us questions at 12 ounces sobriety pod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM and Instagram or Twitter, anything like that. Want to say thank you again for listening. We are now up to 10 countries and 160 different cities here in the United States, which is amazing. So thank you very much. Have a good day.